All right, let me start the Audacity stuff. You want right the Audacity on. stuff recording in the background so it looks cooler? So there's some action going Or do you want it decluttered? So the full no, no, no. I like that. I like the idea of having ad 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 fucking audio in the background. Audacity. <laughs> audio in the background. Dude, I kind of, so I was also thinking about it. I kind of want to take advantage of your Russianness, you know, and like do like a little skit to start the video off. Like at some point, I can't think of what I'd want to do though, you know? Well, what, what were you first to do? Like, you want me to bring out my guns? <laughs> I, maybe. I was thinking, like, Russian hacker or, like, something, like, completely just, like, stupid. I don't know. I can't think of what I'd want to do. Come over for episode two and we'll think of something. Yeah. Do, do you daily carry? Like, do you have a, like, a Mac I'm not rock? 21 yet, so I can only buy uh, fully automatic rifles, but I can buy a pistol. That makes sense. I'm not 21 either. I got, I got a gun from my grandpa. Look at it. Check this out. Look, I got a, a CZ75B right here. I love CZ, dude. I love CZ. And I got I CZ, I would get Walter. That's yeah. it. And then, look, I got this, like, thick extended bag right here. Mm -hmm. Kind of looks awesome. And I, outside the waistband, carry that. You, you carry it while she has a computer? Yeah. Always got it. You never know when someone's going to try to zap you, you know? No one's going. You don't know when someone's going to try DDoS you, dox you. Yeah, you got to have your blaster on you at all times. Okay, so do you feel ready? Probably. Probably. It's uh, it'll be yeah, really ready. relaxed. I'm gonna start recording. Let me start recording now. I'm gonna do a clap so you know when to do the audio. Okay. Yeah. Could you just uh, like uh, just talk randomly because I thought I heard an echo as well. Make sure you don't have Hello, testing, testing, testing. Okay, no, yeah, you're good. You can clap. All right, let me uh, let me clap. There you go. Okay. That worked. All right. So am I, uh, am I in frame? Like, am I on the left stage? Yeah, you're on the left side. Okay, good. That's perfect. Rules of third. All right. Exactly. I'm dead center. All right. Am I dead center right now? No, I am. I'm dead center. Okay. Look at this space. Rule of thirds. Okay, so three. Two, one. Okay. So before we start, uh, so what we're going to be doing is it's divided into three chapters. So chapter one is the introduction. We talk about who you are, what you do, all that nonsense. Chapter two is like the meat of this. We want to talk, talk about the roadblocks and the challenges you faced. And then yeah. chapter three is the future. We'll just talk about what you want to do in the future, like goals you have, things like that. And scattered in between those chapters are some audience questions. Some are dumber than others. Uh, like, I don't have a useless question. You'll see that later. Um, but overall, pretty simple. I, mm -hmm. In post, I'll cut, it, I'll cut it up. I might take things out, might include more things, whatever. Uh, don't worry about getting things down first try. If you want to redo a question, you can, um, because we're not live. So I can edit. Yeah. Um, so, all right. One thing before we start, am yeah. I, is there any dead space above me? Am I cut out frame? No, your framing's good. You got a little bit of space above you, but I think that's fine. That gives me stuff to work with if I want to like zoom you in at all. Um, but you're good. Your framing's good. All right. Cool. Well, do, you, do you have any questions before we get going? It'll be really quick, probably like 30 minutes. All right. That's good. We're good. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. So one second, I'm gonna bold that, make sure everything's recording, camera, audio, Zoom recording. Yes. Stuff out of the way. 
and I think your video is pinned. It is good. Can you hear me all right? Do my mic? Yeah. Let me test it. Really quick. God dang. Can you hear me better like this? It doesn't matter, but yeah. You can? Yeah. Okay, because I'm my blue Yeti. I had it sputtering. All righty. Okay. Double check everything. Sick. All right. So, chapter one, the introduction. So, Trust, could you brag a little bit about yourself and talk about your experiences on Roblox, uh, including what you've done and kind of just overall your experience so far? Well, so like how I got started, like, yep. Uh, so, I joined Roblox around April 2012. The, uh, well, first off, actually, let me be formal about this. Uh, thank you very much for this opportunity to uh, talk about my life story uh, yeah. before I write off my autobiography. This is a great <laughs> draft. Yeah. Um, so thank you very much for inviting me to your awesome show. On Thanks the for internet. being on it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, to get started, I'll answer your question finally. Um, so I joined Rolex around April 2012. The reason, purpose is unknown. I think it was some sort of advertisement. I think I was watching a video on the destruction of like a flooding building or something like that. Yeah. I really love destruction physics. So I thought Roblox would be awesome. I get to play with physics. I get to destroy stuff. I really love physics. And that's what got me into Roblox. Even though I would just end up being a builder and then later a modeler. Um, mm -hmm. Not a programmer. I did programming though. I did programming. I had, a, I had an internship during high school for programming and I learned a lot of things on internship. And one of the things I learned was that I hate programming yeah. and computers in general. <laughs> I get that. Um, but I really got my feet, you know, I really cut my teeth um, in August of 2014 when I built my first PC. And this is not my first PC at all. I think the first PC I have, I recently, took it out back and shot it. I'm not sure where it is now, probably in some really? garage in Arizona. But uh, from there, my PC, believe it or not, my previous computer was not powerful enough to run Roblox at all, including Studio. I couldn't even operate Studio over three frames per second, if I recall correctly. Really? Yeah, but, uh, man, I hope you edit out these stutters. I will, don't worry, have no worries. <laughs> I'll make you look pretty. <laughs> all right but yeah essentially after i built my first pc with the help of my brother i started developing on roblox i started doing building and building and building and quote unquote modeling on roblox my first ever creations were guns um as you could probably see tell by my twitter mm -hmm. i really like guns i really do like guns um and then after that i joined my first studio did more work for them that studio unfortunately never took off and then after that, I think I did a couple more stints at smaller studios where I would eventually land at Rolf. Yeah. I really, I kind of started doing stuff for Rolf in September of 2014, but stuff didn't really take off until the next couple years. Although I would end my time at Rolf around June 2016. And from there, I move on to join another studio called um, Zertz Games, I believe. If you know mm -hmm. Master Zertz, he recently returned from his mission and he lives in Utah currently. He recently got himself a nice Tesla Model 3. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, after Project, we made a game called Project Minigames. It was actually at the same time that 
B-Slick. You know B-Slick, the music guy? I do know B-Slick. The really cool guy. Yep. He, uh, he was just starting out on Rolex 2. And he made us a free song, which is the lobby song in Project Minigames. If you find Project Minigames, that's the, like a free song he made for us uh, to get his name out there. It was really cool, really nice of him. And then after that, um, I went to go make my own group called, I believe, Polycount. And I'm glad that group never took off because Polycount is apparently a copyright name already. It's a website yeah. called Polycount. <laughs> Um, but I made my first game, my first ever led game that I led, that I directed called Tropics Paradise, which took a year or so to develop and release. It wasn't the best in terms of financial success, but for long-term success, it did eventually um, yield a toy of its own, um, which came out back in spring of this year, a mystery box toy. Oh yeah, Roblox toy? Yeah, it's really? a Roblox toy. It's a Roblox toy. Uh, it, was, it was called Seashell Fanatic Sally. Seashell Fanatic Sally. I can't even say that three times. Um, <laughs> Dude. And after that, I got an opportunity to work for Roblox as a contractor for the Bloxies. And it was a really, really lucky opportunity. And I'll talk more about that later. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, I would eventually be in UGC. So it's been a long lucky road is what I can describe my experience on Rolex as a lot yeah. of luck, a lot of good timing, right places, right times. Yeah. It was a lot of luck. Dude, that's awesome. Could, I'm curious. So what all did you do with Rawl? What did, what game specifically did you work on and what did you do as a team member of Rolf? In Rolf? Yeah. Um, so in Rolf, um, <laughs> let me tell you how I got into Rolf. It's really funny. So when I was starting out as a builder, one of my dream groups I always wanted to join was Pinewood Builders. You remember them? I do remember Pinewood Builders, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what happened to them. Uh, <laughs> I really don't. Uh, but the owner of the group was called Diddleshot. And I thought yep. I met the real Diddleshot on Skype. You remember the Skype days? I do, yeah. I thought I met him on, uh, on Skype. And Diddleshot gave me a quote-unquote free map that he quote-unquote built allegedly built he didn't build it it was a stolen map <laughs> he wasn't the real diddle shop by the way <laughs> a good thing to mention <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways that map was dust too and you played rolf's games i believe it's called counter-strike sauce we had yeah. our own framework called the sauce engine yeah um, i believe we used the copyright font at the same time and i'll uh, touch more on that later but yeah, the way I got into Rolf's development team was that I gave them the Dust 2 map saying, I'm, I have this. I made this. I basically lied to get into Rolf. Uh, I was like 13 at the time, 14 at the time. <laughs> I didn't know better. And um, I got into Rolf and I started doing some building stuff. I'll be honest with you. I don't remember what I built. Even if I built anything at all, I don't think I did much until the <laughs> year later. Yeah. And I think I was more so of a management person with some building aspects. Mm -hmm. I say building as in moving bricks to look busy. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I don't think I really built anything that much. Maybe aside a couple. Oh, no, actually, I remember now. I modeled, modeled. I built guns for Counter-Strike Sauce. And I think some of those guns were used for Counter-Strike. Um, not Counter-Strike, Counter-Blocks. 
Rolex Offensive. Is that what it's called now? I haven't yeah. played it. Yeah, counter, counter Blocks. For, dude, Is that's my favorite game. Blocks? Yeah, that's my okay. favorite game. <laughs> I play it like every day. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Thank you for your support. Uh, yeah. Even though it's been four years since I worked at Roll. But yeah, <laughs> I, I made guns for Counter Blocks. Uh, and I helped out with some maps. And as aforementioned, I did some management for Rolf, right? Yep. That management, including the hiring of TC8950 and another mm -hmm. person you very well known, Mighty Baseplate. You hired Mighty Baseplate? That was yeah. you? He, didn't he mention that in your, your interview with him? He, I think he, so. Yeah. So let me tell you a story about Mighty Baseplate. I didn't hire Mighty Baseplate initially yeah. as a programmer. Because when he shows his programming examples, um, it was this um, game based off this um, castle invasion game or something to use cards on, a yeah. mobile game that he made on Roblox. I didn't like it because his UI sucked, but mm. it's better now. No offense, but I was just being blunt how it was back then. But I did want to hire him, recruit him for voice acting. And actually, I still have some uh, messages, private messages on Roblox from like 2015, February 2015 and earlier of him asking if he could do voice acting for I do remember games. that, yeah. Um, and that's what I wanted to hire him for because we were developing Typical Colors 2 at the time, which is based off of Team Fortress mm -hmm. 2. And we need some voice actors for the classes. Blue A, who was our animator, voice acted the scout guy. I think it was called the flanker in the game. Yep. And I believe Mighty Blazepate wanted the voice act for the soldier. Mm -hmm. And, oh, my God, my phone just went off. Hold up. I'm sorry, I'm popular, I guess. Yeah. Um, as I was saying, so my base play wanted to voice act the soldier while Blue A voice acted the flanker, the scout guy. Yep. Um, and he did some voice acting for that. Blue Eye told me Money Baseplate sucked at voice acting. His acting was terrible. So he became a programmer instead. I don't actually remember the jump from him becoming a voice actor to a programmer, but I think I was more so talking to Devrol, the owner of Rolf, saying we could use another programmer to help with typical colors too. Right. And after I left Rove in June of 2016, um, I th uh, Mighty Baseball would probably take over, I believe it was Counterblocks, mm -hmm. and launch it with the whole marketplace stuff, which by August, I heard they're already making six figures a month. No way. Yes way. And that was just a month after Mighty Baseball did some programming. And this was so, in 2016? Yeah, this was back in 2016. Allegedly, they made six figures in August. Yeah. Allegedly. That's why I heard. That's why I was told. I mean, that's, that's believable. Said. That's believable, I think. It's really awesome how far his Rolex has come. That was four years ago. Imagine that's how much they're banking. What do you say? That's what I'm saying. Like, four years ago, DevX Four years ago. For real. Counterblocks was a front-page game right after I left. It was really nice seeing it up there. Yeah. And uh, to be honest, I wasn't really the best fit for Rolf at the time. But considering what count, uh, Mighty Baseplate and TC8950 have done when I hired them, I felt like I did, a, I did good at my job hiring them. Let's just say that. Yeah. <laughs> it showed after a month when you saw Counterblocks on the front page and then eventually Gun Game. And if you don't know, Gun Game was the original name for Arsenal. Yeah. And fun fact, originally in Gun Game, 
I voice actored the deaths alongside TC8950. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they're present in the game anymore in Arsenal. Uh, yeah, they're not present. And actually, a little fun fact. Mighty Baseplate did offer me to have my own voice pack in Arsenal a year ago. The reason why it's not in there yet is because I have been so busy, I did not edit the sounds he requested from me. So maybe next weekend, maybe next weekend, I'll probably send him over some clips. We can yeah. have a, a trust or truce voice pack for Arsenal. Maybe, maybe. Totally should. You took got a year. Took a year to record some yeah. lines, though. <laughs> it was some serious voice acting. Uh, uh, but yeah, I I didn't talk about TC TC that much. TC, I hired him um, because uh, he built one of the maps, Vertigo. If you remember the map Vertigo from Counter Strike, I do. Yeah, he built that entirely detailed in eight hours, and that's ex- that's when we grabbed him. That's like, oh my god, he's a good builder. Wow. That was, that's a story of TC8950 and Mighty Baseplate, how they came to roll. My Baseplate came as a voice actor. Turns out he sucked. Then he turned programmer. Uh, turns out he's a great businessman from what I saw how role evolved. I don't know if he's a central businessman, but it's a bit coincidental that, you know, right after we gone as a programmer, Counterblocks and Gun Game, now Arsenal, would take off. It's like it was meant to be, for real. It was like, meant to be. And by the way, just to say, Mighty Baseplate, you were really persistent in getting a spy role. Really persistent. Like I said, he's, I got a year worth of private messages of him asking, could I join role? <laughs> wow. And I think like, I just ignored them, actually. So, uh, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, look where Arsenal is now. Like, dude, yeah. Rolf is like blown up. I'd say like they're one of like the bigger development groups on Roblox for real, just with what you guys have done, or I guess what they have done now. It's, it, I mean, I guess it sucks. I'm not a part of them anymore. Um, well, at the same time, I'm doing my own stuff. Right. Um, but, you know, seeing Rolf on the front page, seeing Rolf successful is really awesome. And to think that I was like one of the catalysts that orchestrated the fact of where they are right now with Mighty yeah. Baseplate kind of is like really cool to think about. For real. Because you were the one that brought them onto the team. Yeah, it's- I was the one. Yeah, Blue A, if you ask Blue A, I'm not sure if he remembers. Blue A is the animator. I'm not sure if he remembers this, but he was against bringing Mighty Baseplate on the team just because his acting sucked. Oh my god! And actually, no, uh, I'm starting to recall the memory. Yeah, that's how I became a programmer. He sent in voice clips for Typical Colors Two. Blue Eyes said they sucked, and for some odd reason, something in, inside my like my heart or something was like, you yeah. know what? Let's hire him as a programmer. Let me tell you something. Back then, I was a horrible manager, but as I said in the beginning of this episode, my journey has been really lucky. So. I guess Rove and I were really lucky we hired Mighty Baseplay and not someone else yeah. that looked like they're bad program, but they're actually good as we see yeah. in counter blocks in Arsenal. Yeah. Well, uh, back to my list of questions. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, based on your Twitter, I've seen a lot of good come out of what you have done on Roblox. Uh, I guess from your perspective, how has your life changed since starting? with Roblox before UGC, before DevRel, before all of what you've done? How has your life changed? How's my life changed before or during Roblox? Before, like with, throughout your process on Roblox, like before you started compared to now, what's like the difference between that 
and how has it impacted you and the people around you? Well, in the beginning, I was just some random kid trying to get a high rank in the Robloxian army or fear. I wonder if fear is still around. Uh, I'm actually going to look at that. I'm yeah, curious. actually, what's, what's audit the Rolex groups real quick and see if they're still around. Yeah. But other than that, as I started developing, um, I was going from group to group to group. After Roll, I was like, damn, I got started all over after I left Roll. It was actually a really sad time. Really depressing time. Yeah. Then I started my own game, Tropics Paradise. People loved it. I got comments on it. People were saying it's like Animal Crossing. And I was too poor to know what Animal Crossing was because we never could afford a Nintendo system, uh, my family. Yeah. So I actually never played a Nintendo game until last December. That was my first ever Nintendo game, Pokemon Sword. Mm-hmm. I heard it's the worst Pokemon, by the way. I have no idea. I don't pay attention to Pokemon. Me neither. Um, but moving on, Tropics Paradise gave me some hope. Um, especially after Rolve and Project Minigames, you know, I finally have stuff in my own command and it's actually working. It's like working, we're working, we're developing, it's all coming together. So it became more hopeful, more outward look. I have something coming to my portfolio. I was enjoying Roblox every day. And then one day I woke up uh, and a buddy of mine named Spooks HD, his name is Bresio on Roblox now, I believe. Uh, we were friends because we bullied each other in the death form discord and he reached out to me saying hey we're trying to assemble a team for the bloxies i was like sure i'll take a shot and and in that team i also met my best friend uh his name is os underscore three you can see how we're working i'm working with him together on ugc Mm -hmm. and now our upcoming game tycoon hospital and it was also because of him we got through the Bloxies because the Rolex staff loved him. And during the development, I, I saw why they loved him. He was a really, really good developer. But it turns out we were also the same person. Um, what was interesting, um, after we were done meeting with staff about the development of the Bloxies, Oss and I would stay in calls for upwards of eight hours after the meeting just talking. And, and the thing is, he never used his mic until last year. So I would just be talking to a brick wall physically yeah. while he's just typing in chat. It, the the Bloxy's dev chat was just filled of like, it, it looked like Oss was talking to himself the entire yeah. time in the, in the text that. chat. But yeah, after the Bloxy's, things got hopeful because people like starting to see me. And then another, I did another gig for Roblox, which is really nice. I'm like starting to secure some experience, some job stability for the future. And then one day, this one faithful day, one of the staff members at Roblox ask, hey, Trust, you said you, make, you can make hats, right? And that's how it all went down. Really? Yeah. That's how UGC started, for me at least. Yeah. Well, talk a little bit more about that. So what has been your experience with UGC so far? Because, I mean, dude, I'm going to bring it up now because, like, they, what was it, last week, two weeks ago, you paid off your parents' house? Like, obviously, it's doing pretty well for you. How has your experience uh, been with UGC so far? It's been really swell. And I made a lot of mistakes on the way. And that's a good thing for UGC. UGC um, is a test program right now. It's in beta. And everyone in it is helping to test out the program. Yeah. Uh, 
of course, the biggest mistake I initially made uh, for UGC overall is when I released the downtown Denizen Fedora. A lot of people say it was a copy of the classic Fedora, which, by the way, it wasn't meant to be. It was meant to be just a black Fedora that was a cheaper alternative to the classic Fedora. Yeah. Keywords alternative, not an exact copy, copy of the Fedora, yeah. classic Fedora. But yeah, that gained some controversy, all that stuff. So really in the beginning of UGC, it was, it was a lot of mistakes, a lot of like, uh-oh, that was not a good idea. And then as time went on, as I built up a, a reputation, reputation with UGC, especially with my presence on Twitter, it, it became smooth sailing from there. Uh, and it just became my life, really. Like I'm doing full-time university and then I'm doing full-time UGC. And the thing about UGC, it's really difficult to explain to people what you do for a living. Yeah. And honestly, the best thing I say is I do 3D art and consulting services for what? indie games. Technically, that's why, that's why I did too. Yeah. I did that before UGC for a, that, that aforementioned gig I had at Rolex after the Bloxies. Mm -hmm. I can't really talk about it much though. Uh and I, you know, the UGC has been very life changing. You, you know, I was expecting to be an accountant right after university, but now I have my own business that I founded last year, which is one year university was just a month ago. Congrats. And, and now my parents have no more debts. Um, I have a car, um, which by the way is, is exciting. A lot of people, a lot of people get their cars from parents, but my mother could not even afford a car insurance alone for me. So I could not get a car whatsoever. Even if I worked, we, we couldn't afford a car for me. And so getting that Honda Civic back in January was really, really awesome. It was really life changing. Although I won't lie. It made me a bit more lonely, <laughs> lonely. Uh, because now I can go anywhere. But I have nowhere, I have no one to go with. And to be frank, this is right after I moved to Tennessee from Florida. So yeah. I, I met, I knew, knew, I knew no one. So, dude, why'd you move to Tennessee? Um, just like a family cool. move? Uh, well, family, family is up in Michigan. I'm in Tennessee. Oh. Um, yeah, my family, my family likes the Michigan cold. They moved to Tennessee because of the mountains, of the environment, and also because of the taxes. The taxes were the same as Florida, no state income tax. But no, my family's up in Michigan. I'm here in Tennessee, so. Nice. Well, uh, I guess another question for UGC is, could you just walk Let me ask that again. Another question for UGC is, could you just walk us through your personal process from start to finish creating these hats? So what is your creative process behind getting these items out to the catalog? So what I do is I go on the catalog, I look for free miles, I take that mesh, and then I re-upload to UGC. Dude, profit. You're just a no, businessman. You're just a businessman doing business. That's what I'm you're just doing. A businessman. Yeah, I, I own my own business. Uh, yeah, I'm doing what I'm doing as a businessman. No, it's it's the art of the deal. No, um, create process. So my focal point with UGC, well, my selling point, um, is uh, a lot of my items are given from the community, like idea-wise or concept-wise. It's yeah. all community-oriented. And alongside that, 
my main lineup focuses on just universal items. It's always been like that since day one. I want to make universal items. I don't want to make some special cool items that no one's going to wear. I want to wear, make items that are minimalistic. You can match with anything. You can wear it with anything. Just something casual, fast fashion, something like that. So I usually look at everyday things and put them up on the catalog or I take some community concepts if I want to have some fun. And I do like making community concepts because it makes people, it makes their day of the, of the people who gave the idea or who drew the idea. It's really awesome. But yeah, either a community suggestion most of the time or taking something from everyday life. What I do first is I model the item straight up. I just go for it. I model it. And then throughout the modeling process, I make a high poly version of it and then I would dumb it down to a more optimized version for Roblox. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then I would send it to my texture artist um, because unfortunately I don't have a lot of time. And my best friend, Oz, who does the textures for me currently is not doing well financially. He doesn't have a job. So I decided to give it, give him us a, a position at my company mm-hmm. of, Hey, I know you're a bit broke. So here's some money texture my stuff. So he does the texturing and then I review it. I see how it is, see if it's good. If there's any problems, I fix it myself. Most of the time, UV problems, coloring problems. Um, And then I just send it away to see if it's good or not to to be approved by Roblox. And then I put it up on the catalog. It's that simple. Uh, And I have a whole discord for this process because there used to be multiple people involved, but uh, more and more of them got to UGC and they became independent themselves. So yeah. now I help out my best friend who needs money. So that's how it works. Dude, that's awesome. Thank well, you. Uh, we already talked about what you've done besides UGC. Uh, so one of the last questions uh, in chapter one is what would you consider your greatest or biggest accomplishment on Roblox so far? Wow. That's a, that's a, that's a hard question. I'll tell you what, when I do it, I'll tell you later. That's all I can say. Is it coming up soon? Maybe in a year or so. Okay. Maybe. But I guess right now, what I could say is creating a safe space for LGBT people, for sure. A lot of people are, they always reference me in that regard for creating a a space where people can be themselves. And they've never seen any other site or game do it like that, especially in a non-profiting focused matter because um, a lot of a lot of people know this. A lot of people don't know this, but the revenue from the LGBT items I make on Roblox partially goes to LGBT charities. Mm. And a lot of people say they've never seen anything like that, let alone just the presence of these assets that I created for the Roblox catalog yeah. on this platform in general, on any platform, really. That's what I was told. So I guess that's my biggest accomplishment, just making a great safe space for those, uh, for the LGBT people. Yeah, dude. But- and I- What'd you say? Go for it. Whatever but, you um, I think I think our biggest accomplishment, keyword hour, yeah. will be uh guys sound like a communist right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh fits fits my uh 
heritage, I guess, of being Russian. But um, yeah, it'll be coming maybe in a couple years or so. It's it's something I've been wanting to do for a while. So stay tuned. I'll I'll let you know. I'll DM me over Discord in maybe twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. All right. Well, I'll look forward to that. Uh, and then last question in chapter one introduction. So if you could describe your story in just two or three words up until this point, what would those words be and why? And you can take a second to think about it if you want. I'll just edit it, make it seem like you came up with it right away. I'm going to need to take an hour to think about this. Well, you don't freaking have an hour. Get it done. <laughs> 30 seconds, dude. Oh, no, no. <laughs> okay, now, I guess the best way to describe my life throughout Robux, you mean? Yeah. Lucky bastard. Do you want to do a little kid-friendly version of that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess the best way to describe my journey on Roblox, as I said before in the intro, it's been a lucky journey. That's it. Just a lucky journey. Uh, I got here through a lot of luck. A lot of good work, apparently. I don't think it was a lot of good work, but the people I worked for said I was a good worker. So I guess that's what it is. But I think it's a lot of luck, a lot of sheer luck. So it's a lucky, it's been a lucky journey. I like it. Well, I feel like Forrest Gump, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I do, works. really. I feel like it. Yeah, I get that. Well, chapter two, unless you had something else to say. Uh, so chapter two, the roadblocks. Could you walk me through, you know, one or two of the challenges that you have faced both as a person and as a creator throughout your time on Roblox? So as a person, this is something personal because it's as a person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a disability. Of course, it's not very visible of my disability, but this said disability, which maybe one day I'll talk about, I'll come out, discuss about it has prevented me from doing a lot of work in the quick succession, you know, tries to prevent me from my ambitions. Um, and it just gives me a lot of fatigue. It makes me tired every day, but at the same time, I still try to resist against it. If you just continue working and working because I enjoy what I'm doing. And honestly, that idea of that, if you do what you, if you, if your job is what you love, and that's what you do every day, then you don't work a single day in your life, basically. If, you're, if your passion is your job, you don't work a single day. And that's how I really overcome my current disability, um, which maybe one day in the future I'll talk about more. Yeah. And as for Roblox, um, man, let me tell you, uh, I put too much assumption and trust in people to see, to, to make sure to actually do their work. And this has been prevalent with programmers. Um, and honestly, this has shaped me to be a better producer, which is actually what I want to do as a dream job. I want to be a producer. You know, I, want, I like to be a manager of sorts in the game industry. And it, it's just, I learned that you can't trust people too much, especially programmers. Um, <laughs> uh, no offense, but some programmers are very egotistical. Uh, so I guess there's that. You just I put too much trust in people because I was a bit naive on what people were saying on their status and whatnot. It just helped me yeah. shape me to be a better production-based person. 
in the positions that you work for sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so really the Roblox on Roblox only turn into great lessons that I reuse for future game development in general, which yeah. has been awesome. It's been useful. Um, you just need to keep a better eye on your overall progress. If you're working with other people, you actually need to bug people. You need to annoy them. Don't be afraid of being annoying because that's really doing your job. That really means you care. Yeah. So I guess just don't be afraid of the Roblox to just take a lesson from them. Learn a lesson, I guess. That's the whole point of this series. Yeah. Talk about I don't Roblox. Know where I'm going with this, but just, uh, just, just pretend, pretend I'm, <laughs> I, I know what I'm talking about. Dude, you made a good point for real. Uh, <laughs> like the whole point of the channel roadblocks and roadblocks is to cover, you know, how these challenges shape you to be a better person and ultimately are literal stepping stones. So next question. So what would you say is one of the toughest parts about working on UGC? So actually, that that's a really good question because it's really relevant to present time right now working on UGC. It's really finding new ideas. A lot of people have been taking all these ideas. Like yesterday, I was looking at the catalog to see if anyone has done these Thanksgiving items. I'm like, all right, let's see, let's see. I'm going to type in this very specific item. Probably no one has done it. Oh, damn. Jacob, Jacob, as per usual, you already did my idea three years ahead of me. Three years. Uh, not literally three years, but you get the point. Yeah. I was going to make like a, a, this one hat. And then I, I asked people, hey, has anyone made this hat? Because I haven't seen anyone make this hat. Anyone make this hat for a year. I'm like, I'm in the clear. Hey, that rhymes. Year, clear. It does rhyme. Anyways. And, you know, I was like, I, I put on my to-do list. I was going to sketch it. I was going to do some concepts and whatnot. And I get a response saying, oh, yeah, this person so-and-so made it yesterday. Yesterday. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it man. happened. That literally happened this week when I was asking people about this item. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, dude, it's yeah, it's it's so competitive. Like, it really is. And what makes it more competitive is that you got to make hats that are appropriate. And, you know, it's not as free as, like, when you make clothing on Roblox. Um, so I'm really, I'm actually really excited and curious to see how UGC will be when it launches in public for, for everyone to indulge in and, yeah. and be creative in and keyword has to be creative. That's right now the biggest struggle you see is just being creative because look, you can make whatever your mind wants, but at the same time, you gotta make something that people actually want, not just your mind yourself. That's called, you know, being selfish. Yeah. Um, and of course, my goal, once again, is to provide everyday items that people can use for the Roblox avatar um, and this community suggestions. But those are drying up because some of the community suggestions are, signed, uh, are, are repetitive, like they've already been done before or they're not allowed or something like that. It just, it's, it's becoming competitive. Yeah. Ideas are becoming competitive. Not yeah. even a tangible asset, but ideas by themselves are competitive now in UGC. Yeah. So that's the current persistent problem. Yeah, it sounds like uh, burnout could also be a big issue with the UGC. Yeah. Because you got to, yeah. If, if you know this, I started to do more retextures. That's because I'm starting to get a burnout from UGC. I haven't really took a break from UGC that much. Even when I was up in Chicago, I was still working on UGC. Yeah. On my inky dinky laptop. 
from Razer. <laughs> oh my god! Which has the worst battery life I ever saw. <laughs> so yeah, uh, is UGC? Do you is it like a weekly thing? So you guys like I know for sure you guys have like a upload day, and then there's like a review, and then whatever gets past Q and A goes into the catalog. Is that something? Are there like is there like a a minimum amount of hats you have to put out, or is that just like completely up to you uh, in UGC? It's completely up to you. So, like, there's no like minimum to like maintain your status in UGC. No, like, I'm not really. I'm not going to talk about much, but I'll just say this is one person. We bully him a lot in the UGC program. He's one of the first 13 people alongside me that yeah. were in UGC, right? And for the entire one year and two months, UGC has been a thing. He hasn't made a single UGC item yet. And I don't think he ever will. He only talked in the chat a couple times because Dude. we tagged him multiple times. Well, he's, he's missing out on a lot of money potentially there. For real. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's a trust fund kid. I don't know his life story. Maybe he's... Maybe, maybe he's a billionaire. What'd you say? Maybe he's a billionaire and he just doesn't need UGC. That's maybe he is the UGC. I don't know. Dude. Well, back to the questions. Uh, so what's something you wish you would have known before jumping into UGC? I guess another way to rephrase that is what's something you'd tell a younger version of yourself? Don't make items too close to copyrighted source material. Um, of course, there's a lot of items that parody um, real-life media, video games, and movies. But don't make them too close. Um, I learned that lesson hard. I'll yeah. tell you that. Do you want to talk about that or no? I'm not allowed to talk about it. Uh-oh. Okay. I see where it's at. <laughs> it, was, then, it was very early on, so don't worry. It wasn't yeah. recent. Okay. And then... So if you weren't working on UGC or even Roblox at all, you talked about it a little bit. You, you planned on being an accountant. Mm -hmm. But if you hadn't taken on Roblox whatsoever, it wasn't even in your mind, even though you know about it, what would you be doing instead? Probably mechanical engineering because uh, my family, my father was a mechanical engineer. Um, he made rockets that blew up countries. That was their goal. <laughs> uh, nuclear <laughs> rockets. So fun fact. He made nukes. Well, okay. His job was to make it was to operate the fuel compartment for nukes. And the thing is, the nuke he made, I believe it was called the S20 Saber. The S20 Saber, get this. Well, if we take a nuclear missile and put it on the back of a mobile truck, that's what his job was. So I'm sorry to tell you, but my father's job was to elim eliminate your parents. Sorry. You guys are really are Russian. <laughs> your parents worked on nukes and then Oh my gosh. And my mom was just a simple lawyer in the Soviet Union. Oh yeah. I'm sure there's like she like a lawyer, yeah. It's probably a spy or something. Yeah, that'd be you know how many times you don't know how many freaking times I always get that like, is your family a bunch of spies? Are you a spy, Arthur? Are you are you a spy, Arthur? Arthur, are you a dirty little red? Oh my goodness. You're trying to bring communism you. into our country, man. So what would you say you well speaking of bringing communism uh, what would you say is your personal mission on roblox what's something that you're working towards that you haven't yet achieved 
to bring communism to Roblox. Facts. All right. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so this actually relates to this one question you asked before, which is what's the biggest accomplishment and yeah. it relates to this, I want to bring a innovative, um, game to Roblox one day and it's currently in the works. I don't much to talk about it, but it certainly does come after my current game, Tycoon Hospital. Um, and I try to be innovative with UGC and, you know, I felt like there's been some innovations uh, when I was working together with the ship architect, which we still do since day one. When he got to UGC, that is, when he got to UGC, we started working together. Um, we did some, we tried to do some innovative stuff, like, you know, the outlines. Yeah, like the colorful outlines, like the neon. Uh, mainly just the cartoony outlines. That was ship, or I believe maple stick. Regardless, I think ship did it the same time maple, maple stick did. It was like a huge coincidence. Wow. Um, the stuff like pets on the ground and whatnot, that was ship. Yeah. Um, the flip normals to create like a glass illusion. I believe that was also the ship architect himself. And we recently discovered this one innovation that unfortunately we weren't allowed to do. You know, my cyber critter series, we were testing with that hat. Yeah. You know how I made multiple retextures, like a purple LED, red LED, green LED. So we found a thing with normals that allowed your head skin color. Oh yeah. To be, to, um, to, um, to, to adjust the color of the LEDs on the texture. It was a really wacky glitch that staff, you know, made an announcement saying no glitches, please. Um, that's as far as I'll go though. I remember that going on Twitter. I remember that. It's kind of unfortunate that they won't allow that. Cause that seems kind of fun to uh, let characters well, or people. It's, it's more so we're not pursuing abuse glitches really. Yeah. I mean, that's understandable. I get where actually, they're coming actually, from. Actually, can we cut that out? I'm not, I'm not sure I might even first talk about that actually. I'll cut it out. Don't worry. Yeah, we'll cut it out. Okay, let's restart that one question. The personal mission? All right. No, not personal mission. I think I talked about just, do you think you're able to cut it? You know, we'll just redo that question. No, I can cut it out really easy. Yeah. Well, the, the part about me talking about the glitches. No, we don't have to mention that at all. I don't know how beneficial that is to the overall video anyway. But yeah, I'll cut the glitch part out. No problem. All right. All right okay. Where were we? So we talked about your personal mission. So let me see if there's any other questions that I want to talk about in the roadblocks. So we talked about. I am so sorry. I talk so much during the questions. It's all good. That's, it gives me a lot of content. Yeah, uh, that's good. So let's move on to chapter three, the future. And I, need, I just realized I haven't really included any audience questions in here. So here's an audience question from red underscore dev. So he says, I myself want to become a part of the UGC program. What are some things that I should do to increase my chances to be a part of the community? And what are some things that 3D modeling wise I can do to practice? Um, so to answer the first question, um, one of the things we thought you would need to get into UGC was you need to be popular. You need to be recognized in the community. But we found out with many of the members that would take forever to come after other members that that's not the case. Really, to get into UGC, you just need to make very, very original items for submission on your application. Mm -hmm. And just have a good community standing in general. Like, don't be a guy that um, is known for 
scamming people for the classic fedora or, or Valkyrie helmet or something like that. You just got to have a neutral or positive standing in the community, but most importantly, have very original curations, like super original curations that fit the blocky plastic theme of Roblox. Yeah. And it's, you got to focus on the styling of Roblox items. So one of the best things you could do, take a, get a very creative idea for your submission on the application and follow the style that Roblox has, which usually would be thick, plastic, and cartoony. Mm -hmm. Classic Roblox style, the folks at the staff most likely prefer that. I don't know much about it though, but that's what I would do if I was applying to UGC. Fair enough. And the second question was how it can be better at 3D modeling. Yeah, what are, things, what are some things you can do to practice? Okay, so this is a very easy answer question because I get this a lot. And the best thing you could do is legitimately look up tutorials on Maya or Blender for a specific object. For example, look up on Blender how to model a car because it's a whole process they dedicate the entire video to. In the end, you'll learn how to model a car, but through different methodologies that you can apply to future modeling and continue to look up other videos of specific objects to model. Don't just look up Blender tutorial. Look up Blender cookie tutorial. Yeah. It'll teach you how to make that specific object in that specific shape. And the important thing is the shaping. I think it's like the foundation of all your models in Blender. And it's a, it's, it's, it's a thing you need to master the most, shaping your assets. And just more importantly, I think the hardest part of any 3D modeling program has to be the user interface, just knowing how to use a program. Yeah. Other than that, it's smooth sailing from there. So my pro tip in short, look up tutorial videos on specific models. Don't just look up a general tutorial video, but on specific models, food, cars, guns, buildings, specific tutorials. You will learn a lot more that way. And it's a lot slower too. I mean, not a lot slower, a lot faster too. <laughs> faster. <laughs> right on well you talked about this in like three different questions but i'm gonna ask it anyway because it's on my list what's what's next for you just continue making games um do some internships during university and then after university i guess my overall goal is to just get into the game industry to work as a producer that's pretty much it so right now i'm just making games on roblox that's it and doing internships. That's it. That's really all I could say. <laughs> it's I not see. that much. I don't, I don't have a grand plan because a lot of the moments that shaped up my current career on Roblox, which I described as, as a lucky journey, has came out of the, the West Wing and the East Wing of my life. It just came out of the flanks. Not hitting me in the gut, but more so in the face saying, hey, you want to do that or something. Yeah. And one of those was UGC. So it just, it luckily, it just comes out you in life. You can't always have a nice plan, but have a goal instead. That's what I would say. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, last question to close this out, just in general, life advice, whatever, what advice would you give uh, the audience watching now? Wow. Honestly, just be persistent. Uh, I think God has a plan for everyone. Uh, I know a lot of people aren't religious or something, yeah. Uh, but I, I do believe that if you just be a good person with great potential, 
just potential. You have things come at you. Just be persistent. And when you're given small time opportunities, make them into big time work. When I did one opportunity for Roblox, I stayed up overnight um, doing many, many activities that in the next morning, when my manager saw what I did, they're like, holy smokes. They didn't expect it out of me. Just go beyond your pay grade, your pay, uh, salary pay. Yeah. Uh, and just be persistent. That's all I got to tell you. You know, one time I was working on the Bloxies, you remember the entire issue with people who were trying to refund their seats because they didn't get their seats? Yeah. So I was in charge of that alongside Spooks HD. I told, I talked to him about it before. It wasn't for him. I wouldn't be in the Bloxies. And in the end, I wouldn't be UGC because of him. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we were working together to get everyone refunded. And I was basically the customer support guy. I can show you my loads and loads of DMs. Uh, private messages I got on Twitter asking for refunds. I stayed up like overnight, three times, two times in a row doing this, answering everyone's questions for 17 hours straight every day. And one of the managers on the Bloxies took notice and immediately offered me an internship at Roblox. Really? Yeah. But I didn't take it. I had school. Mm. <laughs> I um, mean, priorities there. Yeah, priorities. Yeah. Uh, but I would later get another gig regardless after that, which yeah. after that I'll be in UGC. So I'll work down the end. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's good to say no and pass on some opportunities. Yes. Yeah. Don't be afraid to say no because even if you get rejected for something and trust me before I got to UGC, dude, I'm telling you so much. I've been rejected from so, so many positions. I was off at Roblox. I was being offered these positions. I was like, okay, apply this, apply this, apply that. And it was a lot, a lot of waiting for the same answer. No, 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 no. Go screw yourself. No, not really. Yeah. <laughs> but, but basically, they're saying, no, 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 sorry. And then finally, the UGC opportunity came. Yeah. And here I am. So just be persistent. Just be persistent. Like, if you're doing art, don't like if you're doing art and you want to do that forever, don't give up on it. Just continue doing it. That's, that's just don't drop out of it. Yeah, dude. That's it. That's a good way to end it. And it's right on the hour. Look at that. 159. Jeez. All right. So do you have anything else you want to include in this episode before I stop recording everywhere? Um, do you have any like insanely like Russian, do you have like one of those Russian like hats and like, uh, all that stuff. Do you have a nuke I, in like your closet or anything? I have like these Russian Soviet pens my teacher gave to me once, but I think they're my, I, I don't have them with me actually. I don't know. <laughs> um, All right. But yeah, well, I, I appreciate, uh, I appreciate this opportunity. Thank you very much for your questions. Yeah, for sure, dude. I like your glasses. I'm going to stop recording. Thank you. They help with the, uh, the computer. Yeah. I'm going to stop recording.